Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, guys. Welcome to our show. Today we discuss more about SEO, especially we want to cover the topic about news, how you can get traffic uh, from uh, this direction. And I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Barry Adams. How are you? Hi, I'm great, Anatoly. Thank you very much for having me. I'm a real pleasure to be here. I have coffee, so all is good. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, uh, I, I, I like your mood, you know, <laughs> because when you get this energy, that means we can learn a lot, a lot. So uh, before we start, just tell more about your experience, background and why you decided to take this topic. Um, well, I'm Barry Adams. I have been doing SEO for a very long time. I think back in 1998, I, I built a, a website and realized nobody was visiting it. So I tried to get it to rank in the search engines of the time, like Yahoo and Alta Vista. And then Google, of course, came along. So I've been doing it as a hobby for a very long time, professionally since about 2004, when I became an international webmaster, which is still the coolest job title I've ever had. And SEO was part of my remit to get traffic to the, this company website. Uh, and it sort of snowballed a little bit from there because I did pay-per-click, I did email, I did all kinds of different things. And in 2007, uh, my employer was kind enough to send me to New York to Search Engine Strategies, the big uh, SEO conference that was happening there. And I thought I knew a lot about SEO when I went to that conference. And I thought, yeah, I can maybe learn one or two things. Uh, and it was a three-day conference. And I remember leaving the conference, realizing I knew nothing about SEO. It was a big eye-opener for me, like how big SEO actually was and how complicated and how interesting it was. And, and that's when I really caught the bark and I thought, right, I want to specialize in this. I want to be in SEO. I want to do this. And I've been really lucky with the jobs I've, I've had ever since to really build that specialty. And when I moved to Northern Ireland in 2009, one of my first jobs here was working in-house at the Belfast Telegraph, a local newspaper here, as their SEO person. And that's when I got uh, interested in SEO specifically for news publishers, because that's a bit of a different kettle of fish from regular SEO you'll be talking about today on how, how and why that is different. Um, so when I went out on my own as a, as a freelance consultant in 2014, mm -hmm. uh, very quickly, uh, I started attracting uh, clients from the news publishing industry who uh, sort of heard of the Belfast Telegraph and heard of the success that they had had in, in Google. And I got a few really good projects under my belt with, with some big name publishers. So I built up that specialty to work in, in the news publishing industry and specifically on technical SEO and SEO audits for, for news publishers. So in 2018, I decided to really narrow down on that particular aspect of SEO and, and only take on clients in news and publishing. Uh, and now almost all of my clients are news publishers. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's been a great move for me as well. Um, it's been an underserviced part of SEO. There's a lot of people who focus on SEO for e-commerce websites or content-focused SEO or general technical SEO. But news publishers, it's a very specific niche with, with slightly different rules and, and slightly different approaches because Google treats news a little bit differently than regular content, really, because you have those top stories boxes, and that's especially valuable for news publishers. And getting in there is not quite the same as just getting content to rank in, in regular search results. So um, being able to position myself as someone who specializes in that part of SEO was, was a really 
a powerful move for me in my career and uh, it's helped me build up that, that reputation as a specialist and and I really enjoy it. It's such a fascinating part of SEO. It's constantly evolving as well because Google changes how it, it works with news in, in the context of its its entire ecosystem. So it, it's, it's not never boring and I learn from every project because every publisher does things slightly differently and have has different unique challenges. So it's it's very rewarding for me as well, both to be able to help publishers and learn from them as well and their, their unique individual uh, challenges that they face. So yeah, that's how I ended up here and that's how we ended up choosing this topic, SEO for news publishers, because that's that's what I do, that's my thing. Nice, nice. Love your experience and especially uh, why I like it because, um, you know, I think that uh, focusing in SEO is important uh, because when uh, SEO specialists uh, are trying to cover uh, broad topics, they can't be successful uh, when you focus in one direction because SEO is big, you know, we have local SEO, uh, even uh, we can... Uh, Divide SEO with niches uh, for health niche, for finance and something like this. So yeah, when you focus, you can get much higher results. Uh, let's start from the first question about uh, the main difference between common SEO, for example, uh, link building, creating content, uh, getting other um, uh, algorithms and uh, SEO for news. Because, you know, uh, why it's interesting for me, because, uh, I often get clients who are trying to, you know, uh, to, to submit news, but they have no uh, a loyal audience, uh, almost zero traffic. And uh, for me, it's not a good uh, decision. You know, it's better to uh, uh, get loyal audience. But uh, with uh, SEO for news, they can do it or it's better to leave it for big websites like CNN, Forbes or any others. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, it's it's an interesting one because the general news publishers on news in general already ticks two boxes that a lot of other websites struggle with because two of the main challenges that, that a website will have in any context of SEO is content and links. Generating content takes a lot of time and effort for a lot of websites and building links to your web pages takes a lot of time and effort for those websites. If you are a news publisher, you tend not to have to worry about those two things because as a mm -hmm. news publisher, your business is generating content. And by virtue of being a news publisher and having that content, you tend to accumulate a lot of links from external sources who use you as a citation, use you as a source of, of information. So it removes two of those very unique challenges that, that other websites have. News publishers tend not to have that, but it introduces a lot of other challenges because news is very, very competitive. Probably one of the most competitive niches you, you can think of. There's so many news publishers out there and there's not a lot of space in the news ecosystem. And you tend to go up against some really big names in almost anything that you publish as a news publisher. You know, Not everybody is a CNN and the New York Times. So how do you compete with that? The answer is, for most cases, you niche down as a publisher. Google likes to show a mix of general news outlets and very specific news publishers when it comes to news that is very specific to a, to a small topic. Like uh, Apple, for example, you know, you see when Apple releases a new product, you see big news companies like uh, New York Times and The Guardian and, and, and uh, you know, Tech Radar. But you also see very niche websites who only talk about Apple products, like Mac Rumors showing up in there, because they're known to be a specialist on specifically that topic. And I think that's 
the best way to compete effectively in Google's news ecosystem, to be a, a very strong authority on a very small set of topics that you have great journalistic expertise in, that you actually generate content and add news that other companies can't just replicate because you have insider sources or you know better journalists, better levels of access, or just more interesting stories to tell on those specific topics. You can't compete on everything. You know, if you're launching a general news website now, it, it tends not to really work unless you have a massive budget and a lot of patience. You you can sort of see it happening when, when people launch a new um, news TV channel that also has a website associated with it, but then your brand power through the medium of TV tends to help you a little bit in search. But if you're an online-only news publisher that tries to cover all topics, it's it's not going to be easy. Uh, it can be done, but it's going to have to take a lot of time and a lot of patience. So for newer publishers, I think it's better to focus on smaller niches uh, and and be known as a specialist on a specific topic. And even then, you're going to have to have a lot of patience. Mm -hmm. I said, I mentioned earlier that top stories box is is where most news publishers want to rank because that's where most of the news publishers get their traffic from. You know, when you look at Google search ecosystem, regular Google search is by far the biggest, you know, bigger than video search, bigger than image search, bigger than the news.google.com vertical. You know, that's not a lot of people go to Google News as a vertical. But that top stories box, that that occurs on regular search results, roughly one in 10 regular search results has a top stories element, a, a news specific element. That's a lot of searches. You know, Google does more than 2 trillion searches a year. And one in 10 of those, you know, 200 billion searches at least, have a news box with news articles. When you look at the, the web analytics for news publishers, most of that traffic, not even just Google traffic, most of that total traffic will come from those top stories boxes. It's an enormous amount of traffic a news publisher can get. But to get into that top stories box, Google needs to trust you as a news source and understand that you are a reliable provider of information on that particular topic that it builds that search result around. And that takes time. You know, That's the part of news SEO that is very similar to, to classic SEO in terms of building authority, building topical expertise, sending trust and quality signals to Google so that you are seen as an expert and reliable source. And previously, before 2019, um, you could file a request to be included into Google News as a, as a publisher, and there was a manual review process. You filled in a form, it went to a, a group of reviewers in, uh, in California, and, and they would say, right, yes or no, you're either a Google News source or no, we, we don't approve you, you need to improve your website. And then in late 2019, Google changed all that, and it became an algorithmic process where Google said, now we can now automatically detect whether or not you are a news publisher and whether or not your content is eligible to show up in, in Google News and in Top Stories and in Google Discover Feed and all of those other news uh, ecosystems that Google has. And since that process was introduced in, in I think it was December 2019, it's been very hard for new websites, newly launched websites, to get into Google News and get that sort of traffic from top stories boxes, as well as be visible in, in, in the Google News vertical and be visible in, in Google Discover. That algorithmic process is quite slow. And only in the last year or so have I seen websites manage to, to succeed in that process and get regular inclusion in top stories boxes and in, in the news vertical, the news tab and Google Discover. 
Uh, and uh, as more and more websites start to have that success, it makes me realize that, yeah, the average wait time for that is about two years. So if you're just launching a new website that wants to be a news publisher, you're going to have to have at least two years of consistent hard effort before you're going to get that payoff and get those top stories boxes. So it's it's not for the faint of heart. And mm -hmm. it's usually easier to take an already existing website that has some traction in Google News and is known as a news website and make that perform better than try and launch an entirely new uh, news platform. Because like I just said, that takes many, many years before you see the, the payoffs from that. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Uh, you know, Barry, we have an international audience today. People from Canada, Philippines, Saudi Arabia, Indonesia, uh, Brazil, yeah, Finland, from many countries. Thanks, guys, a lot. You know, it's a big pleasure. Uh, yeah, share where are you from because, yeah, it's a big pleasure to have you on our show. Uh, you can ask any questions, you know, uh, in the comments. So uh, let's go ahead. You know, uh, I'm interested about um, uh, uh, to be first. For example, uh, if uh, I read some news uh, on CNN, I'm not interested to read uh, one more time this news from other publishers because I know uh, information. Uh, sometimes, yeah, I can do it uh, to check out a different angle, you know, different opinion. That's okay. Uh, how is important to be first in uh, SEO for news? Yeah, uh, getting there first is quite important, especially when it comes to like breaking news stories. Because um, like you just said, people don't necessarily want to read the same story from five or six, seven different websites. They just yeah. want one main headline story. Um, so being the first to publish a story is quite important. And that is one of the things that makes it very different from a regular SEO. With regular SEO, you can publish an article and then think, oh, I might tweak it and improve it a little bit. You know, and come back to it a couple of days, a couple of weeks later, and, and improve it a bit more, and and steadily you would see that that the, the rankings hopefully improve and and get more traffic to that. In news, very very different. In news, once you publish an article, generally speaking, Google will crawl and index it within a few minutes. And once that has happened, that's it. That is your best chance to rank to get that top stories visibility. So mm -hmm. you need to have the right headline which again is different from what Google looks at for, for classic SEO. With classic SEO, it's mainly the title tag and, and then Google looks at the content. Whereas for news SEO, it's the headline that Google looks at first and foremost, the actual article headline. And that needs to match with the intent of, of the news story. So it needs to contain the topic of the, of the news story, you need to have the right featured image, a good short description, a news article, structured data and all those things. And that's your one chance to rank. And if you then go on, and, and change the article a bit, the chances are Google is probably not going to recall that anytime soon. It's just going to use that first version that it sees of that article to decide whether or not it's, it's going to be ranking in top stories, going to be ranking in Google News and, and Google Discover. So you get one shot at it, one shot only, which means you have to get the right processes in place to make sure every article is optimized before you click that publish button. Because after you've clicked that publish button, it's too late. That's mm -hmm. your one chance gone. So you need to make sure you get your SEO right before you click publish. Google will crawl and index that article within minutes, sometimes within seconds. When it comes to news publishers, Google spends a lot of time finding new content published on news websites because news is so fast moving, especially when it comes to breaking stories. And Google is giving more and more visibility to publishers who are first to break a new story. There was only, uh, about, I think, two weeks ago that, that Google said, right, we're going to be using uh, experimenting first in Google.com in the US, but it's probably going to roll out to other versions. 
where they're going to annotate specific articles as being highly cited. That means other news publishers quote that one article as their main source. Uh, so Google wants to give that first publisher, the one who breaks the story, the one who has the original source of the story, and wants to give them appropriate credit in the search results and highlight them in, in search results in top stories as the, the uh, original source. So being first is very, very important. Uh, but at the same time, and this is one of the interesting dynamics that you get in, in the news ecosystem, that Google also likes to rank recent stories that have the latest developments. So they aren't the first, but they're one of the more recent stories because Google knows that right, the story may have developed in the course of the last few hours or last few days. So a newer story that's actually much newer than the first one who published it might be better to, to fulfill this query and to, to give that information. So what you as a news publisher need to do is not just publish one story on a breaking news article and say, right, that's it, that's done. You probably want to create multiple stories with updated content continuously over the course of the whole event, the whole news event, so that you constantly show up in top stories as, as a relevant search result for that particular news article, for that particular news story. So it's a matter of constantly staying on top of the news story and finding opportunities to create new content, new articles around a developing story. Sometimes you can do it with like a live blog article, live blog update. Google treats those a little bit differently. They tend to have a bit of a longer shelf life in, in Google's top stories. Um, but even then, the shelf life is like one day you know, one day, which is not long. And on average, an article has about 48 hours maximum in Google's news mm -hmm. ecosystem before it drops off and goes back to regular results, which, you know, it becomes uh, archived content. Uh, sometimes three or four days if, if Google doesn't have anything new to show. But, you know, mm -hmm. you don't have a long shelf life for an article in top stories. So it's about being first, if you can, if you break a story, but at the same time also generating new content around that story so that you're also the latest. And you want to be able to tick both boxes, which means you have to have a good news desk that is constantly putting out that content and putting out those articles to claim both of those different types of results. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got it. Valuable. Uh, you know, I have a bunch of my questions, but... You know, I prefer to ask questions that people uh, are asking in the comments because, yeah, they are coming to learn uh, to get valuable information. And we have a good question, by the way. Uh, other than reliable content and link building, what are the other most SEO points to be keep in mind for news niche? Um, well, like I said earlier, Google likes it when you're a, a focused news publisher on a very small set of, of articles. Uh, so Google takes very strong clues from like your top navigation as well as your, your tag pages, your, your internal topic pages. Uh, and, um, you know, the more you publish on a specific topic, the more Google will recognize that you are a reputable publisher on that topic mm -hmm. and that can help your your rankings in the long run when you write new articles about that topic mm -hmm. so that sort of topical focus and and site structure becomes very important for news in the same way i suppose that it's important for a lot of other things one of the things that does set news websites apart that makes it a bit different is that you know for classic seo we now know that google when it indexes pages it also renders them it renders them mm -hmm. in, with all the javascript and all the css in the headless browser it gets the full impression of the pages uh, user experience and, and where the content sits um, but that rendering part of google's indexing process is quite expensive for google to do it, it takes a bit of time and there's a bit of a delay built in there so for news google doesn't do that when it comes to indexing news articles, Google does not render web pages. It just looks at HTML source code. 
It mm -hmm. indexes the article based on the HTML source code, trying to find the, the article structure data and trying to find the article headline and then indexing the, uh, the content below the headline to try and find the article content. And that again means it's a bit different from classic SEO because you actually have to have optimized HTML source code. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you can't have very cluttered source code where the article is very hard to find or where there's big blocks of code in between paragraphs of the article or where you don't use an H1 headline for the article or where your, your header tags are all messed up with scripts and styles. That works in classic SEO because Google will render it and will filter out all that crap in, in its headless browser. In news SEO, no, you need clean HTML code. Uh, it's just you know, one of those things that a lot of people just ignore because they're like, yeah, no, we don't have to worry about that because Google can crawl and index everything. And yes, for classic SEO, that's more or less true. For news SEO, actually, no. You need mm -hmm. clean source code. Uh, and also very fast uh, server response times because the faster your website responds to Google's requests, the more pages Google can crawl in a short amount of time. And generally, that also means Google will find content quicker, especially when you just published it. So your content will be seen as the first publisher rather than as an older article. So it's things like you know the technical optimization around HTML source code, as well as uh, crawl optimization, so Google doesn't waste time crawling the wrong pages. And then, like I just said, you know, your site structure, navigation structure, uh, topic signals, and the, the, the EAG signals that everybody's always talking about nowadays, there's also very important uh, for news as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, valuable. Got it. Um, no, I have the question about um, obsolete content. For example, in SEO, we have uh, such thing when uh, your content might be obsolete, we need to update it or remove it. It depends, you know. For example, if uh, e-commerce uh, websites uh, sell products and uh, they are not going to sell anymore, uh, so they usually remove it or um, uh, use 300 fund redirect. But for news websites, for example, I think that when I read news uh, and uh, most people. Um, are getting this news and they're not interested to read this news uh, tomorrow or uh, after a week. What do you think? Do we need to remove this content or we can archive them? Uh, and uh, what kind of technical aspect we need to provide at that point? Because uh, uh, I, I know that uh, content, obsolete content can hurt UX, can hurt uh, results and how to handle the process. Yeah. Very good question. Um... Yes, I'm not a fan of removing old content on news mm -hmm. websites because, like I just said before, Google takes its clues from what you publish over time to determine what your specialty is as a news publisher. If you write a lot about video games, Google will understand, oh, you are a reputable news publisher on video games, so your new content on video games, I can rank that highly in the search results. And if you start deleting that content, Google stops associating that content with your website, and you might lose some of that that reputation in, in, in Google's ranking systems. So when it comes to deleting old content uh, for news publishers, I generally say don't unless you have a really, really good reason to. Like it's really thin content or content that's not relevant because you've changed tactics or changed your focus as a news publisher, or it's just really, really bad content. And even then, you might want to find ways to maybe merge it with 3.1 redirects rather than just serve 404 or 410 status codes and, and delete it altogether. So you have to be very careful when it comes to all the content because Google still sees value in it because that content has contributed to Google's perception of your website and what your your specialties are as, as a publisher. And if you remove that content, you, you run the risk of removing that association and Google suddenly seeing you as having no specialty and, and, and mm -hmm. no uh, trust on, on those specific topics. 
Now, the, the challenges are always, right, we have 10 million old articles. Uh, what are we going to do with them? Do we want Google to call them all? Short answer, yeah, usually. Um, it's okay because Google is quite good at prioritizing its crawling most of the time. Sometimes Google gets it wrong, mm -hmm. but most of the time you can just let those articles disappear into your paginated listings. And yes, I'm a fan of old-fashioned pagination. Go to next page or page one, two, three, uh, because Google tends to recognize it, especially if you have a good URL pattern for it, like slash page, slash two, slash page, slash three. Google will realize, oh, that's a paginated list. And Google themselves tend to focus most of their crawling on the first few pages and not go to page 6,740. Eventually they might once in a while, just to check if it's the, they're still there or other content is there because Google never forgets the URL, but you know, Google's crawler will primarily focus on, on the top level pages of your website. But I like having that pagination so that there's still some sort of link path from the homepage all the way to those deeper, older articles. So Google knows they're still part of your website and therefore mm -hmm. still part of your, your output as a publisher and part of the evaluations that Google makes in, in deciding what your topical specialties are, what your editorial strengths are as, as a publisher. So you have to be careful when it comes to pruning and deleting old content. You have to have a really, really good reason for it. And generally speaking, I'm like, yeah, just leave it. Just leave it in the archive. Plus, you know, a lot of publishers nowadays are also trying to focus on, on evergreen content. So not just the newest content, but also content that has a bit of a longer shelf life. It has several years of, of worth. This can be like comparison articles, you know, or the top 10 lists or things like that. Uh, that that news publishers can write about topics that they already have strong specialties in, um, uh, and that content, of course, that will disappear from home pages fairly quickly. But Google will still see value in it and hopefully rank it in in its regular search system. So you want to make sure that that is still findable for Google, and maybe you want to have like special sections of your website so that it doesn't just disappear in page ten, page fifteen, page twenty of your of your sections, but mm -hmm. has its own dedicated navigation structure so that it's never more than three or four clicks away from the homepage. And of course, mm -hmm. you want to then regularly update the content to make sure Google sees it as still fresh. It's not going to be seen as a news article anymore. Like I said, after 48 hours, it stops being news and, and starts being evergreen, really. Mm -hmm. But you know, it, it, it can still send a lot of traffic to news publishers by just appearing in the regular search results when people do those specific searches for, for the, those topics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice. Yeah, well explained. Um, you know, I, I want to ask the question that, uh, by the way, I asked this question uh, uh, from Fabrice Canal. Uh, he's working on Bing, you know, I'm responsible for uh, ranking and indexing content. And um, yeah, I'm biased with this question uh, because I'm Ukrainian, but I want to ask you <laughs> as well. Uh, you know, uh, for example, if I search on Bing on or Google, I can find uh, some uh, content that are related to Russian propaganda. You know? For example, in Google, we have uh, the algorithm, it's called uh, your money, your life. Yeah, when you mislead people yeah. to their own direction. And um, what do you think about uh, ACO for news? For example, if websites have high authority, for example, many uh, big Russian websites have this authority, uh, they have their audience, you know, who might be poison with this information or not it depends uh, i don't want to judge them uh, but uh, in reality we can see uh, all this information and if you open this news you can see that for example um, i check out a few news and found that um, uh, uh, the us are going to send to ukraine uh, bio laboratory you know uh, to treat uh, nazis and, and something like this nonsense 
full nonsense. Everyone knows about that, but it ranks well. So uh, I told uh, Fabisca now uh, what's going on, why uh, Bin uh, ranks this content. And he replied to me, uh, you know, we are going to check it out, to analyze with our team. And I don't know, uh, it's possible... Uh, uh, in some browsers, you can get this information, but uh, after a few days, I, I couldn't find in my browser. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, my point of view has helped or not. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, I, I'm lucky that we don't see this news. What do you think about uh, uh, misleading people uh, in their own direction uh, for uh, uh, for news? It works. It helps how uh, Google or Bing or any other uh, search system can recognize that information is trustworthy, authoritative, and we need to share. Yes, this is a problem also, Sanjins, like you just said, because classic authority signals are not good at determining disinformation versus factual mm -hmm. information. But Google and Bing both have gotten very good at this over the last few years by using different types of signals. This is where the EAT signals really come into mm -hmm. play, where Google looks not just at, at classic authority signals like uh, like links uh, and, and prominence, but also look at other quality signals like, you know, are you a state-sponsored outlet or are you an independent publisher? Uh, are your publishers real people or do you publish everything under anonymous bylines and things like that? Um, are you even if you're independent where does your money come from are you really independent or are you just pretending to be independent and i have seen many examples over the last few years where websites have gone down the propaganda route down the disinformation route the conspiracy theory route and have suffered tremendously as a result because google just says yeah i'm not going to rank you anymore because i can't trust your output anymore this is not mm -hmm. a perfect process there's still machine systems and mm -hmm. machine systems use uh, you know simplified rules to determine what is right and what is wrong and they don't always get it right i remember a few years ago google had some major problems when people searched for things like the holocaust and holocaust denial websites showed up in the top results on the, on google and and google uh, got rightfully a lot of criticism from that because it's like, no, these are not trustworthy websites. They shouldn't be ranking for this. These are all just propaganda and, and lies and, and, and neo-Nazi content. And, and they really ramped up the effort to, to fix those search results. And even now that you see sometimes when a website that was previously seen as a trusted website, and it, it goes down a certain path, maybe because it's changed owners or because it gets a government pressure to publish certain types of content, Google tends to recognize that fairly quickly and will, ad will adjust the rankings for those websites and say, yeah, I'm not going to give you that prominent placement anymore. You know, they're probably not going to disappear from Google altogether, not immediately at least, but it is a negative process that the more you do it, the more Google will punish you for that. Google wants you to be reliable and trustworthy and factual. And I have mm -hmm. seen myself with some of the websites I've worked with, the websites that were previously good news publishers, and then they started focusing much more on opinion and 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 giving news a certain slant. Uh, and I warned them before that I said, yeah, that's probably not going to be rewarded by Google. It might work for your audience, but for search traffic, that that might be you know political suicide. Mm -hmm. And it turned out that is true. You know that stuff doesn't pay off. Google doesn't want to to surface that sort of opinion content, that sort of politically motivated content, and it's going to instead give the rankings to websites that stay more to factual reporting um, and you know, google gets accused a lot of having a liberal bias and being all all left wing 
And that's not actually true because left-wing websites suffer from this as well. I know some of, of uh, the far-left websites that have been penalized by Google in the same way that far-right websites have because they're just not giving it the honest truth. They're being very biased and, and, and conspiratorial mm -hmm. in their reporting. Google punishes everybody equally. And if you type in a search and you don't like what Google is showing you, the problem is probably you, not Google. Mm -hmm. The problem is probably that, that you have a certain belief that doesn't align with reality. And mm -hmm. Google does its best to reflect reality in its search results. It doesn't always get it right. It's a learning process. Mm -hmm. But they have gotten very, very good at this. And they have been able to find the right signals to detect whether or not the website is being truthful or whether a website has a certain political agenda. And, and Google generally doesn't want to rank websites that have an overt political agenda on a specific topic. Yeah, got it. You know, I think that, um, for example, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter uh, uh, were blocked in Russia because <laughs> they can't control the social media. And uh, the best way to control them to block, you know, <laughs> all content. But on Google, uh, they can still rank their website. So they don't need to uh, block Google, Bing and other search systems because they have Yandex. They can control everything on Yandex, but they can't control on Google. <laughs> Hope, yeah, future will will show how it will work, you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there, uh, there is a feedback button. You can generally give feedback if you have like a top stories box and you don't agree with the publishers listed there there's a feedback button and people do look at that and google does take that under advisement and and you know if mm -hmm. there's a lot of feedback on a specific publisher google says yeah maybe we don't need to rank that publisher that, that well anymore so mm -hmm. you, so if you do see that make use of the feedback button yeah 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 and it, it's better to use some strikes for for the subsides so yeah. why not uh okay uh let's talk about authority for example um uh, if uh, I post valuable content, uh, breaking news, uh, really valuable, and uh, some authoritative websites can post the same content, uh, is it possible to uh, outrank them, uh, to uh, show your content uh, when you compete with uh, big recognizable uh, websites and how to do it? Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, in theory, yes. In theory, you can compete with... Um with big news publishers uh, by being a specialist, like I mentioned earlier, if you're a specialist on a topic, Google might show you next to the big publishers, but because the big publishers tend to have so much authority and so much trust, they tend to outrank almost everybody. Mm -hmm. And it's I, I sort of feel for Google to a certain extent because this is not something they can easily fix. You know, they rely heavily on authority and trust signals and, and want to rank websites that they feel can be trusted to show up in search results. Like we just mentioned before, websites that, that publish factual information that have reliable proper journalism so they tend to fall back on the big authority websites who tick all those boxes so if you as a, as a smaller news publisher wants to compete with that you're going to have to be very very good at what you do you can't be decent or okay or mediocre at, at being a publisher in your niche you have to be a very very good publisher in your niche which means you have to invest in your journalism you can't just be just another news website on that topic. You have to try to be the best possible news website on that topic. And that, then you will get rewards, definitely. If, if you persist with that tactic, that is a very good way to effectively compete with the big boys. But if you take shortcuts on that and say, yeah, we don't have the resources or we don't have the willpower to become the best, we just want to be one of many and we feel we deserve to rank, you're probably on the wrong track there. 
you know you mm -hmm. have to work hard for it there's not a not a lot of space to work with you know there's maybe 10 articles in the top stories box on, on regular search results which is where most of the, the potential news traffic will mm -hmm. come from so you have to be in the top 10 publishers in your niche to to have any chance of, of ranking there and if you're not if you currently say that well, we have a lot of competitors and most of them are, are you know actually better than us then your first step is not to to do seo or hire people like me to help you your first step is to become a better publisher Mm -hmm. And then when you start taking those boxes and you feel very confident in your journalism, then maybe you can work on your SEO and say, right now we have the right output. How do we get that output ranking better in, in, in search results? But if you mm -hmm. don't invest in your journalism, if you don't have the high quality output by very good journalists, then why should you rank? Why should you deserve that ranking when another website has better content than you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, got it. Okay, we have the question from Heider Ali. Uh, uh, about uh, WordPress, Wix, or any other CMS, what do you think? Uh, does it play any role uh, for uh, SEO for news or not? Uh, short answer, no. Uh, long answer, WordPress has a lot of good things technically out of the box, especially with mm -hmm. like one of two plugins. You install WordPress, you install a, a plugin like the Yoast SEO plugin. Yoast SEO has a, has a news-specific plugin that is a fairly affordable cheap uh, paid plugin which makes it so that that pretty much all the technical seo elements are in place with like two clicks and you're done which makes it very very easy for google to recognize a wordpress website with those plugins as a news publisher whereas other websites don't necessarily tick all those boxes straight out of out of the gate and you need to do a lot more work and i'm not even sure that wix has the right uh things like news specific xml sitemap or article structured data that you know a wordpress website with that one plugin installed uh, will have so it's not necessarily the fact that google prefers wordpress it's just that wordpress websites tend to have this stuff built in from the start so they don't have to work hard to add it in but uh, most of the big news publishing companies will have their own cmss they don't use wordpress they have their own custom built platforms uh, that uh, do everything that they needed to do to fit into their processes and their workflows. And they rank really, really well because they take all the same boxes that, that a WordPress website would take and probably a few more boxes as well. But yeah, if you're just starting off as a, as a publisher and you're launching a new website, it, you need to make sure that the right technical SEO elements are in place. And the easiest and cheapest way to do that is generally with a WordPress website and the Yoast SEO plugin. And you, you're 90% there already. So yes, it, that can make it seem like Google prefers WordPress. But the actual truth is Google prefers technically optimized websites. And WordPress websites often are technically optimized almost straight away with very little effort, which gives them a bit of a competitive advantage when it comes to news. Yeah, nice, nice. Got it. Yeah, you know, I, I like WordPress as well because uh, uh, of open code, a bunch of plugins, you know, uh, that I can't do with other uh, CMS systems. They are great. You know, uh, all of them have advantages, disadvantages, but if you have resources, it's better to jump with WordPress. You know, <laughs> if you have no resources, why not? Wix is good. Uh, others uh, are good as well, you know, so it depends. Yeah. But uh, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, uh, in WordPress, you can do more and uh, consider new uh, features uh, that are coming uh, with technologies. Thanks a lot, buddy. You know, it's a big pleasure to get on my show, to learn from you. Uh, love it, you know, new experience. Uh, even uh, I've learned a lot 
from you, you know, <laughs> yeah, because uh, I usually pay attention with uh, common SEO, but yeah, I need to, to talk with my team <laughs> to share new skills. They need to watch this webinar, you know, yeah, why not? We, we can jump on this field because we, we always get clients who uh, want to get uh, this type of traffic. So why not? <laughs> uh, tell our audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, on only one, well, two social medias, uh, on LinkedIn and on Twitter. On Twitter, I'm a badums, as you can see. Um, I have a newsletter. I write uh, very irregularly, like once a month, once every six to eight weeks uh, on seoforgooglenews.com. Uh, so you can subscribe to that and read the whole archive there, the specific articles about optimizing for, for Google News and, and uh, Google's news ecosystem. Uh, and I have an open email policy. Anybody can always ask me anything about news SEO via email. Uh, so find it on my website, uh, polemicdigital.com. And I will always try to give a, a useful answer if I can. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Okay, guys, you can find all these links in the description below. Listen us on Google, Apple, Spotify. Thanks a lot, you know, again for your time. It's a big pleasure, big pleasure, you know, to learn more and more uh, from experts like you. Thank you very much for having me, Anatoly. I really enjoyed this. Brilliant. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.